Welcome to Blue Eyes and Lady Redhead, where we'll be diving into the thoughts and humour of the mysteries of life, our spontaneous views on mental and physical health, and everything else in between. Welcome to Blue Eyes and the Lady of Red Hair. Okay. First full episode now. Yes. Where do we begin? Well, everything went wrong on our last recording. I wouldn't say wrong. Um, okay, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it did, it did go wrong, guys. Uh, where do we start? It was a big story. Okay. First so, it was Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah. So basically, we decided that we would do our episodes record our episodes every other saturday so we met saturday morning where we record to obviously start our first episode and work out how we were going to start using our new microphones Mm. um and it all went downhill from there yes uh so georgia was trying to get the mic to connect to a computer and that wasn't going right and when she was asking me to troubleshoot all of a sudden, the universe, (laughs) the cosmic universe punched me right in the face. My nose just started bleeding all over the place. So I was sat there after about, I think at this point it had been a good hour and a half. Um, We hadn't even started recording. I was trying to work out how to get the microphones to play sound um, off my Apple Mac. And I start hearing a horrendous sniffing noise. Yes, last sniffing. I'm already a little bit frustrated because I just couldn't get the microphones to work. And I start hearing this sniffing sound. So I go to look up and be like, no, stop being so dramatic and go and blow your nose. And he's legit got blood. It's dripping down. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a murder scene, guys. Blood's all everywhere in the library. Crazy stuff. Like... What? Why was? Why did that even happen? No. I don't know. If um, if I meet a god or whatever being that's uh, gonna meet me at the pearly gates, I'll ask him why my nose bled. That it day. was a disaster. So we sat there for about an hour and a half, up to two hours, trying to get the microphones to work so we could have better quality for you guys. Um, then Noel Noel randomly starts getting a nosebleed, and then we're like, okay, the microphones—they're not gonna work on the laptop. Let's just at least try and get something. So we resorted in plugging the microphone into Noel's phone and recording from that. And every time we went to record, it just wasn't, it wasn't really going our way, was it, Noel? Yeah, it wasn't. It was just... Uh, it wasn't natural, it was wasn't it? Natural. Nothing was flowing. You know, guys, keep in mind, this is our second episode in. So it gets a lot more pressure for us to perform. Yeah. Uh, because we analysed the first episode and we also had our criticism from you guys. Yeah, I think that's what it was, wasn't it? We knew that this was the first episode going into a more, uh, going deeper into a certain topic. And then we also knew that a lot of people, to be honest now, I don't know about you, but more people listen to it than I actually thought. Really? I was, yeah, really pleasantly well, like, what, surprised. Well, like a million viewers? Uh, <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Mm. One day, no. Yeah, one, one day. day. Fingers crossed. <laughs> When we're on our boats. <laughs> yes, our yachts, uh, enjoying the fruits of our labours. Yeah, so anyway, um, we got some feedback from you guys. Um, it was I, I was pretty positive, to be honest. I think the main thing was um, the quality, the sound quality. Yes. Hence why we then, Noel did his research and we brought our new microphones. Noel, tell us about your research. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like this, um, 
He was so excited with Very his excited. You know, yeah. We're learning, I mean, I'm learning a craft, George is learning a craft. It's not just the editing, but it's the hardware that we use. Maybe one day when this, this podcast gets huge, which it will, it will. We'll, we'll have our own little room and we'll have a little sound mixer and somebody behind the window yelling at us not to say certain stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, because jo- that was one of our feedbacks, actually. And, and telling Georgia not to swear. What was my, um, my dad and my manager said I swore too much, which, honestly, I don't think I did. I only said bloody. And is that even a swear word, is it? I, I don't know. We have to go back. Maybe we'll have a, a vote. How many... Did Georgia swear too much? But, Maybe she should swear more in her next yeah. podcast episode. So that was one of my feedbacks that I swore too much. Um, and then I said 100% too much, mm-hmm. which if I'm to be honest, um, I did notice I said that a bit too much. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, apparently I said guys a lot, but that's just, I do that in the real world as well. Um, I do tend to say guys a lot. It's just my way of bringing people together. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like a comfort word, I guess. Yes, and there's certain phrases and things um, about our personality that you guys will pick up. Hopefully you guys don't make fun of us too much about the words (laughs) that we use. But with time, we'll refine how we speak and be a bit more, um, a a little less 100%. And a little less scatty. And scatty as <laughs> scatty well. brain. Yes. Look, to be honest, I probably shouldn't be having my coffee before the start of every episode because that makes me a little bit more scatty. My brain works very, very fast, guys. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But for, for me, uh, I was actually having a conversation with Georgia. It's uh, about communication. Yeah. And Georgia's way of thinking and her how she expresses herself and the same thing for me. There, there can be conflicts and problems and whatnot. It's not just with what happened earlier with the uh, mic issue, but for today, like well, I would like to talk about things not going right. Not, it's not everything goes to plan, does it, Georgia? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, as we were saying with the other day, it was a bit of a disaster, yes. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, not getting the microphones to work, yeah. Noel having a nosebleed, yeah. trying to actually then record something and it just wasn't happening naturally. It, the conversation was not flowing. Yes, there we go. Exactly. It was not flowing, was yeah, it, Yeah, it's not flowing. It's we, uh, conversation-wise, Georgia, uh, when we speak, if we're not on the same page or maybe we're tired and whatnot, it doesn't really flow that much. Exactly. And then um, I think what happened more the other day on Saturday was because we were sat in one room that whole time. Mm. For about three hours, we were sat in here. Yeah, it was a long time. So we were like, look, um, let's have a change of scenery. So we walked back to my apartment, tried it there. But to be honest, even trying it there, it just wasn't working. We weren't on the same page. That's right. We were both tired. Um, So we were like, let's actually scrap this today. There's no point carrying on and let's start on a new day, a fresh day. Um, And going back to the feedback and tying all of that together, um, that's what we were saying. I think we felt a huge amount of pressure because we wanted to get it so right for everyone. Mm. With having all that feedback, we were trying to take everyone's little bits of advice and merge it into one. And I think we put too much pressure on ourselves. I now. think so too. And it conflicted with ourselves talking yeah. to each other. Because, you know, the best way of having a conversation with somebody is there's no pressure. Is there's, a, there's no pressure for you to perform. And then you have a better flow when you talk to each other. 100%. I, I like that because I think with our first episode, the reason we got it so... Yes, 
that we can change it. We were a bit scatty on some parts. But I think the reason we went into it feeling a lot more positive about putting it out there for everyone, there was no expectations, really. Yeah. We just spoke and we're like, let's see how this goes. And there was a lot less pressure on us. Exactly. Um, what other feedback did we get now? About the noise, like the quality. Yeah, the about, sound, yeah. Yeah, listening in headphones, just bouncing from one ear to another. Yeah. So we're going to try. I had a dream about that last night. She had a dream about that, I had guys. a dream that we fixed that. We were, How funny. It, it, it took George's dream to actually fix the problem. It may, it, hopefully, in reality, we can actually fix problems rather than working on dreams. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're trying again. It's a new day. Yep. It's a fresh day. And we're going to go again for you guys and go a little bit deeper into um, a topic. Yeah. I mean, the, there's, there's a segue right there, Georgia. A new day. From turning a negative into a positive, what did we do? That is what we like to do now. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what did we do? Like, I mean, it, I was telling you about my head chef. I, I, of course. Yeah, I was, yes. I, yes, no. So me and Noel, we have a lot of conversations um, off, like, before we start and when we finish the podcast. Mm. And one we had the other day when it wasn't going to plan on Saturday, um, I literally turned around to Noel and I was like, Noel, I feel like I need to go to sleep and then wake up and I'll feel much better. Yeah, and that triggered a memory for me. Yeah, which was very interesting. Um, do you want to tell them all? That? Yeah, so um, I was a young 20-year-old with a snapper apprentice chef and it was my first official job. And it, being a chef, if anybody who's listening to this right now is a chef, they know it's bloody hard. There's so many things to, to learn, multitask. Yeah. You've got to learn how to communicate and that's how learn how to, to speak so efficiently. But uh, I remember I had the worst day of my life. It was terrible. I could, I wanted to quit. I was actually going to quit. I was gonna then I was gonna turn up the next day, and I had a conversation with my head chef, and he said to me, "Noel, go home and sleep. Sleep on it, because when you can sleep on it, you move on to the next day. Everything that happened the day before, that's all in the past. It's all." It's all in the past and you can move on and try again. That's the most important thing. People focus too much on the now and what's going on, but tomorrow you can try again and hopefully you don't make the same mistake. Yeah, I love that. See, I like spending time with Noel. He tells me, how much older are you than me, Noel? 10 I'm, years? Uh, <laughs> ten, 10 long years. <laughs> 10 long years and he reminds me about it all the time. Yes. <laughs> but I love it because you do have so many stories like that. Yeah. When I say certain things, um, he always has a story that he can relate to with it. Yes, I'm going to be the old man on a rock just telling crazy stories. And everyone's like, oh, that old man's telling crazy stories again. I just look at you. It's like a wise owl. Do you know, like sat reading a book with a pair of specs on. That's what I see. Yeah, it's not that I don't do that on the weekends. Just jump up on a tree. And <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Don't go to Centennial Park around 12 o'clock, <laughs> all right? It's, if you do, say hi to me. I'm sat in the tree reading a book. <laughs> yeah, being all wise and stuff. Why? I mean, let's put Noel in this image. We have of him as an owl in the tree aside. Yes. Um, being completely honest, that whole situation was making me feel a bit anxious mm. because I was putting so much pressure on myself to have that done by that the end of that day when in reality, it was not working. The universe was not on our side that yeah. day. Punch Noel in the face. Punch me in the face, blood, bleeding <laughs> nose, blood everywhere. It just wasn't working. And I was trying to fight against it and make it work. And it just wasn't happening. 
you know, what word came to my head right now? You can't force a good thing. A hundred percent. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, guys. <laughs> but the thing is, for her, that's a good thing, right? She's trying to force it, not saying a hundred percent, not swearing. But you know, That's somebody, so true. It yeah, just came out. Yeah. So, guys, whoever's complaining about Georgia and these things... Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> I'm only um, All right, yeah. So, exactly. And that's why we were like, let's leave it for another day. And just something so simple like that helped me in that situation. Yeah, and you look so much more happier now, Georgia. Oh, like, yeah. the weight's off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I was beginning to grow grey hairs. Yeah. <laughs> it, was getting, it was getting that bad. So, um, I guess that leads us into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, things that give us a more happy headspace. Yeah. Um, little things that maybe happen throughout our daily routines, our life. Mm-hmm. We'll go. We'll go deeper. We'll talk about past experiences um, when they've been maybe more negative. We then flip the switch mm-hmm. and turn things like that into a more positive experience, a happy experience. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Um, so let's start right from. Um, are let's start on the surface daily routines is there little things that you have in your daily routines that set you up for a good day right from the moment you wake up how does that look for you for me Georgia well the first thing I need to do is I need to have a coffee or a tea yes I'm a tea person everybody in the morning yikes and Georgia's judged me on that that's okay so I have my tea I wake up I start my day by planning everything out so I need to book in my clients, I need to call my clients, see where they're at and whatnot. So I have a schedule. And for me to have any structure to my day, to, for me to be happy, I need a, a schedule. Everything needs to be aligned because yeah. if not, then I'm in chaos and then everything just starts to fall apart. So that's why I was going to ask you, what does that look like for you on the days? Is there ever days you wake up and you cannot be asked to stick to that? I do have my days off, um, which is a Friday and a Sunday. If I tried to stay in my business and whatnot, trying to do it six or seven days a week nonstop, and it's just the mind cannot cope with that much stress. And again, we talked about earlier about you can't force a good thing. Mm-hmm. There needs to be, again, no stress, so much stress on you. Because if, if you put all the pressure on you, your flow of life, is affected when it comes to work, relationships and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So you're saying that um, what helped you, so on the days that you couldn't be asked to stick to those routines and stuff, just simply taking some time off, that helped you to allow you to stick to those routines? Yeah, it's like I I say like the the muscles, right? You can't constantly put stress in the, the muscles. The muscles need time to recover. You need to sleep, you need to eat and recover before you smash the body again. It's the same thing with the brain. The brain is a muscle. You need to give it time to recover. Exactly. And the reason I ask is because we obviously, a lot of us have our set routines that we stick to, mm. but there are some days where you wake up and you're like, screw this. I want to throw this all out the window. I want to lay in bed. I want a couple hours extra in bed. Um, so it's good, it's good to know kind of what things you do to get yourself out of that state of mind so yeah. you can stay more productive and you stick to your, you know, your, root, your daily routines. And what about you, Georgia? How about your routines? So for me, um, I actually, I works a little bit different to Noel. Noel's self-employed, so he runs his own business, so his hours are a little bit 
all over the place sometimes. So you, I'm assuming your days don't look the same all the time. No, no. It's um, based on people's schedules that I have to work around. Yeah. Whereas with me, I work shift work, but I always know my hours. So my days look very similar. Um, the things that I do to make me feel happy the minute I get up um, is I go make myself a cup of coffee. Yeah, she's a coffee girl. It everybody. sets me up for the day. <laughs> I'm a coffee girl. Um, I did try and switch it for green tea and stuff. And unfortunately, it didn't bring me the same happiness as a coffee brings me. So I wake up. I make my coffee. As my housemate may know, nobody talks to me before I've had my coffee. So, um, yeah, I go and I drink that. I normally sit and drink that on the balcony. Um, I try not to touch my phone because the minute I start swiping and looking at messages and stuff, I find I can get myself into a bit of a funk before I've even started my day. Not always. Um, so I wake up. I try not to look at my phone. I have my coffee on the balcony and then I go and I train. I work out. Um, and that sets me up for a good day ahead. There we go. And everyone's got, you got your own rituals, people who are listening. Um, but again, if you have a structure to your life, you, you can formulate that kind of a plan of happiness and, and we're all creatures of routine and if you lack routine, everything tends to fall apart. Yeah. I find that definitely like, although some days I feel like sticking to my routine, um, so I'm not saying do this all the time, <laughs> um, but if there are those days where you're feeling tired and you don't want to stick to the routine, what I personally do is I step off that and I'll go and do something that I know is going to bring me happiness. Yeah. I look at how I'm going to feel after I finish something. So for example, if I've got a workout ahead, I look at how I'm going to feel after. And if I'm going to feel better, I'll do the workout. But there are some days where I actually feel like I'm going to feel worse when my body's aching. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So I don't do that. And I'll go and I'll take myself down to the beach and I'll sit with a coffee um, and I'll just relax before work. Yeah. It sets me up. It gets my headspace in a much happier place. And it sets me up for my day of work, dealing with people. Whereas if I had then done that workout on that day, I would have been so grumpy and it would have affected the rest of my day. Um, so sometimes I think it's okay to step off your routine. Yeah, I mean, you, it was actually Georgia that got, got me off my routine because I'm saying it's good to have a structure and a good balance of things in life, right? But when you live a life that's too structured, it uh, engulfs your, your purpose, right? Or what you need to do is removing yourself from that environment. Yes. And Georgia asked me, like, let's go out, let's go to Cairns, let's do something different, spontaneous. And just those four days off, I came back, I feel like a million bucks. Uh, I thought that, you know, that Friday and Sunday off was sufficient for me, but when you do it for months nonstop, you do need to remove yourself from it. If you guys can see me, I'm sat with a massive smile on my face because I'm like, yes, we're getting somewhere. Because this is what I will try. If I can tell everyone anything, that would be one of the things Yes, it's good to have a routine. That is how you hit your goals, no matter what they are. But just taking yourself away from the routine and putting yourself in a different environment, you're going to get new ideas, you're going to feel refreshed, and you're going to be much happier. Yeah, different perspective feel, on things. Yeah, you're going to feel more free. And as we said in our first episode, that's what a lot of people search for. Freedom of the headspace. Yeah. Free, to free think that's what it is to free yeah, think right think freely i have a yeah. tattoo that says that by the way there we go free your mind <laughs> <laughs> i'm not some sort of hippie guys but 
<laughs> if uh, you could see her right now, she's got a, a daisy in her hair right now. She's not a hippie, everybody. <laughs> no, yes, I can think a bit bloody hippie-like. Yeah. But if that makes me feel happy, that's what I'm going to do. I, I don't know. I would just encourage everyone to just step outside of your routine and your comfort zone from time to time. Yeah. And there's an old saying, think outside the box, right? The, the box is you're confined to that space of the box. And there's something outside those those walls, right? And that's what we hear, guys, to to think about the other things that people don't think about. And we talk about it. And yeah. that's why we started the podcast. Because a lot of things that Georgia and I have talked to other people about. Yeah. And people's eyes, you can see in their eyes, like they haven't come up with that concept in their head. Yeah. And we're trying to broaden our horizons by reaching out to you guys through the podcast. So hopefully through our ideas and our perspective on things that you can change yours as well yeah so you know moving on from that and talking about what brings us happiness Mm. um that's i mean we're touching upon the surface here yeah that's little daily things that make us feel happy Mm. um but what if we dive deeper um because there's a spectrum of happiness sadness bad headspace happiness is subjective for a lot of people exactly exactly um, let's think about if we were in situations, past experiences, um, potentially that we've been in a really bad headspace and what little or big things that we've done to get ourselves out of that. Is there anything that you can think of from your past where you've been feeling really low? Well, um, talking, obviously the best thing you can do is talking to other people, like going back to we had a situation on Saturday where you had an idea in your head and you talked it out to me and then I reiterated to you and then we it brought us happiness to ending the session right there so we can take it on another day. But obviously just talking to people um, what's on your, in your headspace because if you bottle it, it always manifests itself in other negative ways, you know, anxiety, depression, anger and again, going back to when I was a chef, I learned that. I've seen so many people just flip the switch because they bottle their emotions and they're not able to express themselves. And when they do express themselves, wherever it may be, you can see their eyes change, they light up, they're so much more happier, like there's a weight lifted off their shoulder. Yeah, and as you were saying that, I was really listening and I was taking that into my past experiences or when I've been in a bit of a bad place which is very interesting because you mentioned about talking to people. Funny enough, actually something that helped me, I uh, get me out of a bad place. This was probably, um, let's say when I was around 21, um, I was in a bad place. And what actually helped me to today, if I put myself in situations today um, where I'm feeling a bit low, is actually not always talking to people about it. Now let me just expand on that. So talking to certain people about how I'm feeling helped. But if I put myself back to 21-year-old me where I was going through a bad time, I was actually talking to too many people about it and trying to get advice on how to get myself out of that space. No, I felt shit. I was constantly, and I'm not just saying this for the podcast now, the advice that I was getting was awful. Yeah. You know? Um, And... I, would, I remember I'd talk to people about how I was feeling and I'd feel even worse after, you know? I'd feel awful. 
So taking myself back to 26-year-old me now, what I've learned is to actually teach myself. So when I'm feeling sad and low, I listen to podcasts that I know are going to make me feel better because they're speaking sense to me. Yeah. I talk to people that I know are going to make me feel better. But if there's people that I don't trust um, to talk about certain things with or I've not done that before, I won't. Yeah, and trust is tied to happiness, right? Because for you to open up to express yourself freely, you need to also trust that somebody is listening to you yes, and taking the time to be patient with so, your point of view. So what I like to do now is test the waters. I was, I, what I used to do, so if, this, if, if any young girls or boys are listening to this, I would like you to try and take on this advice. I used to, when I was in a bad place, go deep into like this whole situation of what was going on in, in going on in my head or my what was going on at the time and I would just tell someone I barely knew everything and that's when I'd feel shit mm. so if I could give you any advice now start by testing the waters tell these people small things to build up that trust to test if you can tell the bigger stuff to people and get good feedback back good advice back yeah um, test the waters, guys. Don't go full deep into telling everyone everything about you. Yeah, it's a trial and it's a process of trial and error in life regarding communication. And then again, back to happiness or what you do in life, your rituals or hobbies or keeping um, uh, your your work or your, your your school schedule in like a. Uh, it's all planned out because again, if nothing is. You're not in control. That's what I'm looking for. If you're not in control of your life, you're not yes. in control of your destiny, then other people won't control your life yeah, and destiny. Yeah, deciding for and you. And then because of that creates uncertainty, uncertainty, then you start to feel miserable. Bang. <laughs> I love this. I love telling um, Noel my past experiences or how I'm feeling because then Noel like, puts it in these like this one sentence that sums up everything I was saying. So mm. it's great. I love this, the dynamics between me and you, Noel. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, exactly. When you tell in so many people your business, you're not in control of your own headspace. People are deciding that for you yeah. and you're letting them. Yeah. Um, so yes, if I learned something from that, it's just being careful who you tell things to, which sounds very obvious to some people, but when you're a young person finding your way in life, that's not obvious. Yes. You're, um, it's also, again, age can be naive and I've met Many people are young and have their, uh, their their head screwed on right from their parents or from their siblings that have given them the experience, but not everyone has that wisdom that's passed on to them from parents or siblings or friends. So it's again, it's also a degree of your responsibility who you let into your life, who you tell, like George was saying, that the information, how you can drip feed small bits of information to people and see how they take it. You don't want to give everything all at once to somebody because you're giving your trust freely. And there's also a degree of boundaries you need to put on people. So on the topic, so today is all about happiness. Um, for me, one of the biggest things that brings me happiness is, is martial arts. It's uh, I'm talking about structure and things, but ma martial arts is that there is a huge degree of structure, right? You in the beginning, you, you don't know anything. You don't have any tools for your, to your arsenal to, to you comply on the, on the dojo map. 
when you learn one, two, three moves, you get confidence in yourself. And through confidence, you start to see the big picture of things through perseverance, through the trials and tribulations of training your body, training your your mind against other people. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's human chess. You know, I make a move and the other person makes a move when it comes to sparring. But through that, you, you find a purpose within yourself. You find yourself a goal to achieve, which is you want to get good at that set thing. So you start changing your life. Small things like, oh, I need to sleep more. I need to start exercising more. I need to start eating better. So through that process, you actually start transforming your body, then your mind, because you start developing good habits. Good habits translate to work, translates to relationships. It, it all translates... You want to find yourself something that is going to, again, create the better version of yourself. And I found martial arts, and it's not just martial arts. It can be some like hobby like dance. It can be, I don't know, bouldering, you, yeah. you, anything. It gives you a bit of self-discipline as well, Yes, it, discipline. Which yeah. is very, very important. When you're, if you think, you're, go back to little younger you, little Noel, all right, where you don't really know anything yet. You're finding your way. Everything's a bit all over the place. And just by you doing martial arts, I know you do dancing now as well, mm. it helps you to learn self-discipline, yeah. which then translate into your everyday life. Correct, because you get results. That's what it is. When Guys, when you do something, you stick at it. That's the most important thing. Stick at something. Don't just give up the next day or the next week. Stick at it and see what happens. And when you do stick at something and you put your ass behind it, you put 100% behind it. 100%. You <laughs> do... Get results. It doesn't matter if it's a, to a degree, but it's something, and then that's going to contribute to your yes. success in life. I, what me and Noel like to do is look at the bigger picture. You know, things aren't just black and white. Look deeper. So, for example, when you take up a sport, a lot of people are just seeing that as, oh, I'm just going to do my, what is it, football training, climbing, mm. uh, swimming, and they see it as that. But what about if you use what you learn in that time for your everyday life you need to look at things i like to look at things a bit deeper and know that every little thing you do is helping in another aspect of your life no matter how big or small and so martial arts for you helps you to learn discipline excuse me <laughs> self-discipline um, and give you a sense of direction in life which brought you happiness a sense of happiness yes, direction yes. Yeah. Uh, meaning, a purpose. Purpose, that's right. That's the word purpose. You're on your purpose. Yeah, I'm on my grind, and you guys should be on your grind as well. Because yeah. if er everything else is a complement to your life, or it's, you know, relationships, um, work, all that stuff, that's the, that can be a part of your what brings you happiness. But you need to find something that you excel and you know that you're going to be sticking at for years because wherever through the hard times, it will keep you sane. Yeah, and I would really encourage. Um, someone if they're going through a bad time to take up a hobby and as cliche and fucking stupid it might sound especially if you're listening to this and you're in a dark place now um, but the only way I can think to explain this is if I bring up a past um, experience so for me I'm opening up a little bit here guys <laughs> um, just as Noel did with his martial arts so for example uh, back at school I did touch upon this in the first podcast um, I was not very academically smart, to be honest. Um, I did struggle at school. I had a very short attention span. 
I couldn't focus. Um, but then I did start to find when I had things I got enjoyment from, I was able to focus more. Um, but no one ever explained this to me. I was only a small kid, so I didn't really understand it myself. I was trying to figure everything out. Um, but because I wasn't academically smart, I was basically always told that I wasn't good enough at things. Um, and it wasn't until I grew up and I started fitness training and training other people, um, I found I found my purpose. Because now looking back, it's because I found something I was good at. And I was in an environment where people wanted me to act and be a certain way, which wasn't, it wasn't working with me. It wasn't translating with me. Doesn't no matter how I tried, that's just not who I was. Um, and at times that could get me in a dark place because I felt like I wasn't good enough at stuff. And as I said, it wasn't till I picked up training and working out in the gym that I found I found my purpose. And it's because I found something I was good at and I enjoyed. So, you know, if you're gonna get anything out of that, if something's not working for you and it's making you feel like shit and you've tried, forget about it. Move on to the next thing. Something else that's gonna bring you happiness and not make you feel like shit. Cause we're all different. No, we, yeah. we're all different. Um, and what someone is good at might not be what someone else is good at. That's right. So finding my thing brought me happiness. And I thought, oh shit, maybe I can be good at something. But I spent so many of my years thinking that I, I, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with myself, you know, cause I was trying to be like other people. You found your purpose through your trials in life. And, you know, going back to the original, the, the beginning that everything went wrong, right? Everything has to go wrong for everything to go right. Everything can't always be going correct, going to the formula you want, the beat, the, the note that you want to to sing to or dance to, because with, with, with the, that certain situation, you create grit within yourself. You, you create a stronger version of yourself. You learn how to handle life's trials. And no matter what life throws at you, right? We just, we, we end up laughing. And I, I laugh at it. Georgia laughs at it. We see it quite a bit when things go wrong. Because you know, again, tomorrow's going to be another day. You can sleep on it and you can try again. A hundred percent. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to stop saying that. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, she, she's, it's just my natural reaction. To from this day forward, she's always going to be doing a hundred percent, guys. Yeah. If you can get anything from this, it's basically, Noel just summed it up brilliantly. Tomorrow's another day. We try again. With whatever life throws at us, we become stronger. That's amen to that. As cliche as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> there are little things um, that helped me and Noel when we were in, some, I would say, some dark places in life. I don't, do you like to call it dark places? Just when we didn't, I would I would more say we didn't know our purpose in life. Yeah, and then for us, that is, I mean, for a lot of people, that is a dark thing because you you, you want to walk, let's say, to the line, to the line, not you know, you're dying or anything, but you want to see what's <laughs> on. You, you want to see what's. That's what I'm looking for. You want to see what's at the end of the tunnel, right? You know how the yeah. people walking through the tunnel, it's dark and they don't know where they're walking to. If you can see the light within the tunnel where you're going, you know what 
direction you're going, you find your purpose, you, you're, you strive better in life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tomorrow's another day. <laughs> we wake up, we try again. And we start again. And we start again. Yeah. And that is, um, yeah, a very powerful thing. Mm. I think when you can see life on a lighter note, you can laugh at your struggles. Yeah. Um, you learn, you take on board, you keep fighting. Um, I think that's a very powerful thing now. Should we tell them a little bit? I mean, because we went a little bit deep there. Should we tell them about our time in Cairns? Yes, on a, on a broader note. Uh, so when we were in Cairns and we're having the time of our lives, because it's not just getting, getting out of your environment and seeing a new a new place and, you know, removing all the clutter from your life that you where you live at or your work and whatnot. It's uh, the people around us we yes, observed. Very we interesting do. individuals, Georgia. <laughs> I don't think we should tell them everything because we'll come across as absolute freaks. Yes. Like we should be locked up yes, and punished. Yes. But we did come across some very interesting people. Yeah, and we have we have a list. We actually formulated a list of people, but we we're going to keep it. My but yeah, we're, we're going to keep it small. We have like a top. We had the top ten actually. Okay, so basically, before they think we are absolute freaks, we went to Cairns and along the way we bumped into some funny people we had a small interactions with a few people didn't we now yes each of them were very unique let's use you know try and be nice about these people mm. and so when we were in the airport a flight got delayed and we were bored so we were like let's write a list of all of these unique people we have had small interactions with and give them a name um, and that's what we did. So yes. in my notepad, I have a list of characters, as we like to call Correct. them, of people we met along our journey. Would you like to start with your favourite? Um, I've, I've actually had some time to think about it. It's been a couple of months since our, our trip. And I definitely think it's the insect man. The insect man? Yes, the insect man. There was, um, we were driving through uh, on an island. And uh, <laughs> there was... We sound like like absolute loonies. <laughs> there, there was um, <clears throat> many signs for different local um, businesses that you can you visit. And just one that's... Like, my head was turning like, what What am I looking at? I'm in the car. We were in Cape Tribulation yeah. driving around. Yeah, it, it was a rainy road. And just all of a sudden, I see this this uh, sign that said "insect um, farm. farm." It was like an insect farm. Insect farm. Who <laughs> runs an insect farm? Whoever's listening right now, and you do like, run an insect farm, please give me answers. I need I need directions. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I do, know. do you think they just have like little um, cages with like ants and spiders and stuff? Yeah, like, it must what? Be. It must be. Yeah, but. Uh, in my head, there must be some kind of guy running it, and that's how we came up with the insect man. So that was the insect man, okay? Yes. Because, yeah, as Noel said, we were driving through Cape Tribulation, come across a sign that said the insect farm, yeah. got on a bit of a topic on that, and then we decided to make up who was running that place. Yes, it always has to be a head huncho, somebody who's running the place. But again, yeah. who comes... You have to be a character to say to yourself, all right, I'm going to take a money, take a loan from the bank, I'm going <laughs> to put like a mortgage in my house, I'm going to open an insect farm. We like we just had this image, basically, summing that one up, of walking into this insect farm, there being no one there, just this room of insects, 
and then some looking up. <laughs> some guy <laughs> running some up on the ceiling with these scurrying around with like antennas, a head, yeah. a normal head, but then like spider legs. Yeah, and multiple eyes and whatnot. And it's like, welcome <laughs> to the insect farm. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if that will give you guys a giggle, but me and Noel found that hilarious. Yes. And what, what about you, Georgia? Who's uh, if, on the list of strange characters? Who Who's up there for you? Oh, who would be my favourite? I'm going to have to say the backbender. Backbender. Because, ah, I mean, yeah, that my... was something. Mm. That was really... That was impressive. Yeah. Um, and that's just to give the little story so you guys can know a little bit more about the backbender. So, me and Noel, we've, um, we've just had a nice meal and some drinks in Port Douglas. And we're walking down the main uh, streets. And we're just walking, we're laughing. And then ahead of us is this old guy and he's standing now imagine him standing to his side and me and Noel walking towards him face on and he's just staring his head is tilted just staring at us mm. then all of a sudden he starts like bending his back yes no yes. can you explain because i don't even know how to sum that up. well i mean if any um physics uh professors are listening just just give a note that we're walking on a hill on a straight road and where the straight road deviates to the side going down the hill, that's where he's walking. So this guy is on an angle. His head is tilting. He's clearly drunk off his, his rocker. I, can just, I have the image in my head now. I yeah, he's got a slurred face. And then when he tilts his head, his whole body tilts towards where the hill deviates coming down. And he's, he goes so far down with his back. He must have done yoga. <laughs> like, it was must, like a Michael Jackson Yeah, movie. Michael Jackson. Maybe he's a yoga instructor. He was, fuck me. Yeah. He was like... Literally, I didn't know how that was possible. Yes, physics, guys. I, breaking the insane. laws of physics. So anyway, he's in some... I'm not kidding you not, all right? He's in a back bend as we're walking towards him, staring at us, pouted lips. It was me. Yes, he was in this kind of like the Zoolander. Like it was he's, he's so weird. Yeah, he's blue steel. And I'm sorry, I know it sounds like there's more to this story, but that was it. Yeah. He was in a back bend. And our eyes just like locked onto him like he was a snake. And we were mystified by his gaze. It was insane. It was mental. Um, I liked the backbender. I think it was very impressive. Um, who else now? Should we give them one more? Um, who, who do we like? It's it's hard because we do have a lot of characters. Um, <laughs> do, do you have, on your note? Do you have the notepad with the the, the rat boy? The rat, oh yes. Can we tell them about rat boy or is yeah. that a bit much? That's maybe it's a little bit too much. <laughs> a little. It, we'll tell that story next time. Let's do um. I think we will do the hippie. Okay. The hippie. Yeah. So there's one more character we'll talk about. There's there's the hippie, right? The, so we're driving down this, this this highway for for about an hour, and this road's a there's a big stretch of roads. It's just green pastures and nothing really much going on. So running along petrol, so I need to go into the petrol station. And there's this man right on the side of the road to the entrance of the petrol station, just dancing with his harmonica, just playing away. <laughs> prancing around. Prancing around. <laughs> and we stop the car and I think, you know, is he waiting for somebody? Is he waiting for a lift? He's, you know, what's going on? So I, I top up the car, me and Georgia get back into the car and we're staring at him and he's still there. So we realized his whole life, his whole purpose, what brought him happiness, he's yeah. standing outside a petrol station with his harmonica yeah. off his head, clearly on something. Yeah. But he was like, he had this big smile on yeah. his face. He was 
jigging around, dancing to his harmonica. Quite the jig, yeah. Quite the jig, these like hippie, flary, colourful trousers on, do you know? He was like a human version of the sunshine he was. Yeah. He was so just happy. Happy. Even though it was raining, it was dark and murky, he was the sun. <laughs> Wasn't he? Yes. He's like, he, he really did though, like, to, to like explain a little bit more why we're talking about these characters, like, we're just saying that you can find giggles, you can have a laugh, you can find like happiness in the very small things in life. Yeah. yeah. So some of those days in Cairns, like me and Noel were up early every day because we were trying to fit in as much as we could. There were some days where we were so tired and we fe- we were in a bit of a funk, weren't we? Um, and just simply looking at certain people, seeing what clearly brings them happiness, um, and imagining their lives and it just brightens up our day. Exactly. You can find it in such small things. Yeah. The way I like to imagine in it is imagine how you see the world when you're a child, that innocent mind, crazy imagination. And I think even as adults, there's a part of that we shouldn't lose. I think we should keep that silliness. Yeah. Um, because if I'm, to be honest now, thinking back to that holiday, they were the things that I remember and I laugh at. Such small things. I don't think about firstly laying on the beach in the sun. I'm thinking about those crazy characters we made up. Yeah, and there'll be our memories to come and we can always look back and reminisce about it and have a laugh about it. Yeah, so it's about just finding the small things in life and just don't be afraid to be a bit silly. Yeah. It sounds so ridiculous, guys, but it's hilarious. You know, life is short. Yeah. And with that, guys, I hope you enjoyed our second episode about looking at positivity and having the kind of the right headspace to to get you there. Yeah, and the brighter things in life. And hopefully what have we said and our little adventures can make you guys happy. Yeah, I hope that some of this resonates with you or you can take it away to your own life. And with that, (laughs) that is our first official episode done. (laughs) Thankfully. And that's a wrap. More to come. Fucking hell. We finally got there after that disastrous Saturday. See you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.